It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier, and the lovely me, Chucky G. Hello, Karen. Hello, lovely Chucky G. I just realized as you were speaking the intro that my microphone was like actually pushed away from me and turned around <laughs> backwards. So that would have been great. Oh, that would have been cool. You would have heard like, and it's Karen. Me that. I would have sounded like Charlie Brown's parents and teachers and stuff. And the heck is that girl? And tonight we have a special guest producer, don't we? That's right, because Cheryl ditched us. Clarissa. Hello, Clarissa. Hi, guys. Thank How's you so much. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us two crazy people for the evening. Oh, it's my pleasure. You It'll had be the like sub- her first and her last time. Yeah, I know. She had the subdued Rick, and now she can have the two wackos now for two hours, so that's okay. Rick is okay. subdued, really? Yeah, well, compared to us. No, with the <laughs> Skype well, issues he was having, he was not subdued. Okay, well, good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I know. That, that gets a little frustrating when you have those technical issues, doesn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. does. And yet you stuck around to do the Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with us anyway, Clarissa. Sure. Nice. Yeah. So, hey, you know, while we've got you on, we might as well have you pimp out your shows. We want to tell our listeners, you know, who you are, what you do, and why they should listen to you. Well, I am the goddess, Clarissa Vasquez. (laughs) And uh, Uh I'm I'm the host of Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Hazy Radio Network. And I also engineer for two other shows on the network, uh, An Amazing Radio on Sunday nights at 8, and Enlightened Circle Radio on Tuesdays at 10. Awesome. Well, very good. And I've been on your show, and it's a lot of fun. So people should listen. Tune in, folks. Yeah. She was on my show when I had Into Dark Radio. It was yeah, fun. I was Chucky's and, guest. And this is the first yes. time you've been a Paranormal Underground Radio guest. How, how could we be that way? And, and yet you're still engineering for us. Yeah, I'm still engineering for you, even though I've I've been a guest of Chucky's, and uh... that's probably why. Well, you know, I just want I just want to point out so that you don't like make the thing cut out on me because I never invited you to be on my show. That <laughs> Cheryl schedules the guests. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Sure, blame, so, blame it on Cheryl. She, she's not here to defend herself. She's not okay. here. What would you do? Cheryl's off at Dollywood. <laughs> I know I she's in Dollywood having a good time. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I just have a hard time reconciling Cheryl and Dollywood. I really yeah. do. Well, who I goes to Dollywood anyway? Well, they Cheryl. live in Tennessee. Cheryl. They, yeah, yeah. You, you know, they're Cheryl, the California girl, is now a Southerner. So I guess Dollywood's a big deal. <sighs> she's gonna come back with that accent and everything. Oh, and by the way, uh, we should probably uh, say who's our guest this evening because it's kind of uh, important. Oh, okay. Sure? Yeah, right. go ahead. His name is John S. Weiss. He is the author of Life Goes On, a Skeptic's Afterlife Education. So it's going to be an interesting speak tonight because we're used to just, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm in the paranormal, dude. It's really cool, spiritual. Everything's awesome. Tonight's going to be a little bit different. But that's okay yeah. because, you know what? Here, everyone has a voice. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's the way we roll. Correct? Is that correct, Karen? Is that how we roll? Yeah, there's maybe one or two people whose opinions I don't think I want. No, I'm kidding. Yes, everyone has a voice and everyone is entitled to their opinion, whether, whether it agrees with mine or not. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, the whole point is to have people on that aren't always the same because we might learn from them, they might learn from us, or you know, even if we don't agree, it's a, it's still interesting time. You know what I mean? I know, so. and I've actually, in in spite of the fact that when you contacted me today and I said can't talk about the guest now, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually been excited about this one because I love it when we talk about things like near death experiences and reincarnation because you, as you know, as a metaphysical practitioner, those things are right in my wheelhouse. Well, see, I was interested because when I looked him up and I was listening to other podcasts he was on, he did not have a near-death experience. He, uh, well, he, he did have cancer, but he said he was really, really tired. He went to sleep and he had what I, I guess I would call it a vision where he saw mm-hmm. the other side and spoke to people. So, But still, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. What so, to so can I actually tell you what, what Raymond Moody says in his research? You know, my old pal Raymond. Yeah, sure. So what he says is that you don't have to almost be dead. It can be when you're you're extremely ill. It can be like when you're about to be in a car accident. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of things. You don't have to die. Mm-hmm. And yes. I have a friend who, when she had cancer, she had a near-death experience, but she wasn't almost dead. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And it's going to be interesting because he's more scientific based. You know, he still is more scientific versus us with the souls and the spiritual. This, but, hey, you know, that's cool. I'm woo I know. Well, I like it's interesting people. because when I start listening to it, it kind of all, it's really the same a lot. And it really fits when I go, when he's saying that to me, it sounds like the soul, you know, because to but, me. Well, you know, I'm married to Techie McScience Geek. I know. And, you know, um, we always have conversations where I'm all woo and he's all science. Mm-hmm. And what I truly believe is that we are approaching the same, we're reaching the same answer, just coming from different angles of it. Yeah. So it is, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, and it's all, in how, it's all in how you perceive it or you speak of it, because we're just putting labels on things, you know what I mean? We're putting a label, this is scientific, this is spiritual. What if the, we just took the labels away and looked at it as the actual experience or the what's actually happening? I think that it makes it more important that way, you know what I mean? Cause That's it, oh, right. Then it sounds the same almost most of the time. So that's uh, right. And now that we've done that, should we be all enlightened and crap? <gasps> I think we should do that. I think we should do the enlightened edge. What do you think, Kalisha? Carissa. Time for the enlightened edge, where we discuss all things metaphysical. There you go. See, she understood it. We she's did like a, it. This is awesome. She like mutes us when she's playing bits and stuff. That's I so know. I'm, I'm, I'm so used to listening to the bits versus the the cues. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah. that's okay. We like that's the right. cues. We like can, that. You can, I, teach, I, teach I, that to Cheryl. I can roll. I can roll with this. Okay. So I what I wanted to do tonight was just talk about different things in the uh, metaphysical world, you know, things like um, the do's and don'ts when sitting with a medium, uh, you know, numbers, uh, and even palm reading, which I know what he, what our guest feels about this also. But I wanted to ask questions about that one because I don't know too much about it. But anyways, um, you know, the first one was to talk about uh, when people sit with a medium or they want to get read or, or, you know, get a reading. Um, there's lots of things they should and should not be doing. Um, and a lot of this is funny because when I, and I, I understand where this all comes from now because I, I've done some. And uh, I did have one friend who she's like, you know, I'm, I'm asking her, I'm saying things, you know, like, uh, yes, and I'm saying things to this one girl, um, you know, it's, I'm getting this and this and this, and she just keeps looking at me and looking at me. And her other friend goes, are you going to answer him? Like, yes, I just want yes or no, you know, so I know which way we're going. Because it's sort of like um, the f- first one is 
Um, you know, if you're going to doubt the skeptic or doubt the medium, or if you're going to just not be, you know, like you're holding back trying to test the medium, uh, that kind of thing. Um, when they're closed. Really, yeah, it doesn't really work because it's like, it's sort of like if someone right. were to call you on the phone, like Nancy said, someone's going to call you on the phone and then they start telling you stuff and then you start reeling in it and no one's answering, whatever, they're just going to hang up. They're just going to go away, you know, uh, because the whole process is a back and forth process. You know, I know, I know people see this on TV where they think, oh, we're just going to pull out lottery numbers and stuff. We'd all be rich, you know, but it's not, that's not how it is. That's not how you can even just works. say, okay, you don't have to give yes, it's just, cues it, 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 it's or you can say, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, Thank you. Know, you. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. The no, whatever. That's fine. You know, that's all I need, you know? Um, but it's when they just sit there and look at you <laughs> and you're like, well, are we, are we getting anywhere? Are we not getting anywhere? Cause I, I mean, I feel we are, but you know, I'm not getting any. And the whole idea is like, well, then why are you asking me to do this if you're not going to participate? Well, you know? so mediums are people too. Mm-hmm, and correct. we, we have egos too. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, a lot of people think that when we solicit feedback, it's because we're doing a cold read. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. what for me it is, is that so I don't feel stupider and stupider and stupider with each <laughs> successive thing I say. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to say that. And I, I really try not to, you know, pick up on what people are putting out as far as, um, you know, like get them to tell me things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, just even a little bit of a feedback, a nod, a smile, um, an open posture to tell you're listening instead of sitting there with your arms crossed, those kinds of things. Because otherwise, what I feel like is, and, and it's all about me, as you know, mm-hmm. what I feel like is just an absolute dork, like this person doesn't want to be talking to me, this person doesn't have any interest in what I'm saying. It's just like if you and I were having a conversation right now about anything, and yeah. you were giving me no feedback, and you were sitting there glaring at me with your arms across your chest, I might think, by golly, Chuck doesn't like me very much. Yeah, exactly. And to me, too, it's like I, I feel, um, I mean, yeah, it's good to have uh, affirmation on what you're saying. But um, I, to me, it's like I want to help them, you know, because that's what they came to me for. So and when, I'm, when they're not saying anything, I'm like, well, now I don't feel like I'm helping them. Maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing to help them, you know. Yeah. And then that, that's, that's very uh, saddening on my end of it. So it's yeah. like. Oh, uh, am I not helping you? Should I just shut the heck up? You know, whatever. And then, the, then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, you're writing like yep. seventeen different things. I'm like, for serious. You know what I mean? But so- I was feeling so stupid when I was doing it. So can <laughs> well, yeah. I? Yeah. yeah. Can I go share ahead. one? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I, so, actually, it's kind of a combo dip one. Um, okay. So, don't treat me like a party trick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Uh, so, like, when people find out, and, and I don't tell many people, but, like, mm-hmm. when I go do a walkthrough of a client's house or something, if I spontaneously read you, that's one thing. But if you say, okay, so read me, and then stand there, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's very... Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, yeah. and it puts me on the spot. And, and, I mean, I will when I go do a walkthrough of a client's house, or, like, if I'm having a conversation with someone, and they know I'm a medium, and something comes up, mm-hmm. I'll say... I just want to tell you something for a minute, if it's okay. Yes. Because as a medium, we also need to ask permission. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but sometimes some of, some of their people on the other side are so loud that no matter, like I was talking to this guy who came into the museum, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was like this dude that was just like hitting at me and hitting at me. I was like, no, I don't, I, you know, I was not going to say anything. And I finally said to the guy, can I just ask you something? And he said, yeah. And I said, I keep seeing this guy. And I described him. And he was like, oh, my God, that's my neighbor's dad who just died yesterday. 
It's like, oh, okay. oh, there you go. Yeah, all well, right. It's like it's it's like at work the other day. Okay, so we have uh, there's a, f- a few ladies that I work with, and one of them is her name is Nikki, and she she says you can read me anytime you want. When you go by, you get something, let me know. I'm like, cool, you know, because it gives me good practice. So <laughs> I walked by her the other day, and I go, no, I, I can't say that. Because all I heard was pig, and I see a picture of a pig, and then I see blue, the color blue. I always get a color connected with somebody and then a message. So I'm like, well, this sounds like this. First of all, pigs aren't blue. So I, I'm not, you know, and here I am trying to read into it because I'm, you know, Mr. Logical, paranormal dude, you know. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't say that to her. She just think I'm crazy. So I, and then, you know, my spirit guys, I just see him pointing at me going, just, just do it, you know, because they're getting all frustrated with me. So I'm like, fine. So I go, excuse me, can I just say that I just picked up pig and uh, I saw a picture of a pig or pigs, and I got the color blue. I don't even know what that means. And she looks at me, and she goes, I don't know. And then she goes, and then she sits for a minute, and all of a sudden you see her eyes get really wide, and I go, what? And she goes, well, as a matter of fact, I was at the zoo yesterday with the pigs, with my daughter, and I was even talking to the pigs because there's pigs at this zoo, oh, okay. you know? And she goes, I was talking with the pigs. I believe I that's li- called, yeah. called a farm. Yeah, and she goes, I, I like pigs and blah, 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 blah. And I go, really? Well, where does the... I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, no. And I go, where's the blue coming? She shows me a picture. Here's her daughter dressed in a nice blue dress with all the dark blue and the light blue and everything. And I'm like, no way. She, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I walked away just like totally flabbergasted. So I'm like, okay. So it occurred, then my logical side kicks in. Okay. I could say any color. Colors are pretty generic. You know, you could get a color, whatever. And then I go, but, you know, at pigs, that's a little bit non-generic because I can say dog or cat, I got a 50-50. But I don't live in a rural area, so it's not like just pigs wandering around, you know what I mean? So um, when I took that and put that in and then threw in the blue of the fact that that's what she was wearing when they were standing there doing this, it just seemed really interesting that that actually hit like that. So, But I didn't want to say the word pig, I'm telling you. Very interesting. So there you go. That's the weird stuff that happens, you know, all the time. You know, every day, all the time. Every day. Every day when I walk past these two ladies, something just comes off and I have to say it. So, you know, but anyways, um, so then, you know, like I, I think another thing that's important too, like if you're, if you're going to speak to a medium is, um, which people don't understand is, um, you can let the spirits know ahead of time who you might want to hear from. I mean, do you agree with that? Where you might be able yes, to say, yes, but mm-hmm. don't be so tied to the result that yes. you block oh, yeah. the person who's actually trying to come through. Correct. Yeah, because sometimes it's not what you want, but what you need to hear or the message you need to get. So it could be something totally different. But I think that that just kind of opens them up to, uh, okay, to the other side where they're like, okay, I hear this person thinking this. And if it's not me, maybe that person will say, hey, this is time for you to get this message across. You know what I mean? Kind of a crisscross thing. So I I think I think that works really good. Um, And it was funny because you had just said mediums are human. I like I like that because they said something like uh, there was this one thing I was reading here that I read that said um, so if you really want to hear from Grandma Mary then tell the medium hey I'd like to really hear from Grandma Mary because in case she can pick up on that person then they'll come through you know versus like we were talking about where you're just like I'm not gonna say anything and we're just gonna see what they get you know what I mean because I, I still find that to be uh, awkward a yeah and then of course when the, when it's over it's over kind of a thing you know because. Do you ever get that where they're like, well, come on, I need more. And it's like, well, that's But I haven't talked to my third cousin's uncle's father's best friend. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. He's not coming through right now. I know. I get that all the time. It's like, or someone goes to me, well, what's the password? My grandma and I had a password. What's the password? I'm like, 
I, I don't know what the password is. I'm just telling you the things that I'm getting. I'm not getting a password. And I'm sure if it was a secret password, maybe your grandma don't want to tell what you. What are the lottery numbers? Yeah, are there you they? Go. So I, I thought that stuff. Was, I thought it was very important to talk about that because you know, I do. But that. I, I agree. But I think that it goes both ways. I think that you know, there's like uh, etiquette for mediums too. I, I find that most of the people that I work with mm-hmm. are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, I don't do formal readings. I don't charge for readings. I just mm-hmm. basically, like I say, I, I use mine mostly to help people who are having issues, like my clients, things like that. Yes. Um, and occasionally, you know, somebody will come into the museum or come, I'll run into them somewhere and I'll be talking to them and I'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, I got something to tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the big, thing, the big thing for people who have psychic abilities is, is that you need to um, never read someone against their will. Yes, correct. And seek permission. Yes. Yeah, because privacy is important no matter what, you know, whether, you know, no matter who you are or what you're doing, even as a person, you know. Uh, so I agree. So the next thing I wanted to talk about really quick was um, numbers, I guess, because uh, I'm not really sure how this all falls in. I know I understand, like, um, all right, I'll give you an example. The the number one uh, is supposed to, uh, uh, let's see, what's it supposed to mean? Uh, is a, uh, la, 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 uh, to kind of new beginnings and rebirth. Um, that's what number one stands for. So, I mean, I don't understand a lot of the numerical stuff, you know what I mean? So, I, if you do, then maybe you can give me some well, so I, um, I mean, Nancy explained some of it, but you know, so. I, so with me, I use numbers when I do dream interpretation. Okay. And so the numbers are, uh, symbolic in dreams. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I use them. I don't do a lot of numerology stuff like, right. um, you know, my birthday plus the year and everything mm-hmm. is like a nine, although I know what it means. Right. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Oh, I, you know, like I understand, like the number three, you know, uh, the Trinity. You know, there's certain there's certain numbers I understand, but um, as a whole, I don't. Uh, I'd like to learn more about it. I mean, maybe not numerology, numerology in, in in general, but just some of the basic ideas, you know. Um, and I, like I said, I've spoke to Nancy, and she's explained some to me. So, you know, maybe I'll just have to ask her about more. All right. So, my question, the next one, which I've never really talked to anybody about, is palm reading. Because you see it in the movies with the gypsies. I'm going to read your palm. Oh, my God, you're going to die. Um, so do you, do you know anything about palm reading? That would be my first question. Um, no. <laughs> well, that's going to be really short. Uh, yeah, because, well, see, I looked it up, okay? Uh, it's interesting, too, because you have different, you have earth hands. There's earth hands. Did you know that? There's air hands, water hands, fire and jazz hands. hands. Your, oh yes, and the ever fabled jazz hands. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with palm reading, Karen. Um, but you know, like there's the lifeline, the uh, the headline, yes, <laughs> like in a newspaper, uh, and uh, you know, and of course the luck or fate lines. You know, but I'm not really. I mean, what do you? F- are you don't know a lot about it, but what do you feel about? It? Do you feel it's it's truly like you can read someone's palm and and be able to tell them things, or are you just reading off of them as a uh, psychic medium, and then you're just, you know, the palm's just kind of guiding you a bit, or what? What do you think? <laughs> yes. Sorry. That's okay. It's all right. I was still thinking about the headline and wondering how long <laughs> certain people's are. <laughs> <laughs> Had to My go own. there. Sorry. That's yeah, um, okay. 
You know, that's how you tell the head nurse she's one with the dirty knees, right? Yes, I heard yes, that one. Yes, yes. Um, so here's what I think. Um, okay. Actually, with like numerology and palm reading and um, astrology and all of those other things, to yes. me, it's kind of interesting because if they're all really sim- – and, and numbers do seem to symbolize things. Yes, they do. Um, so the intricacy – in. I can't speak. The intricacy, int- you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's all very intricate. Yeah, okay. All right. Sorry, I've been working all day. That's um, okay. It's, it's all very intricate. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, the fact how it all weaves together in such a perfect way mm-hmm. is amazing to me. But I think that the universe is like that. I mean, so, you know, when you think about like, you know what the Fibonacci sequence is, right? No, I do not want to know. I can't even say that word. So go ahead. Fibonacci. It has to do with like um, in nature, it's a certain mathematical precision found in things like sunflowers and nautiluses. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Fibonacci sequence. Again, a little brain fried today. But so when you look at things like that and how amazing they work out, you have to believe that there's something, I hate to say intelligent design because I don't like that, that they teach it in schools uh, Mm -hmm. because I believe in evolution. But... Um, there's just something there that tells me that there is some organizing force in the universe that has created this beautiful, intricate kind of thing. That's interesting. That, yes. that's, that, actually, that's very interesting. So, well, yeah, then you could, you could put that to palms, palm breedings and stuff too. Intricate, right? Exactly. See, you can't say intricate. Right. Uh, yeah, just, let's just give up on the word right now, shall we? It's also, I can't say chickmunk. You, you just said it. Chickmunk. chickmunk. Ch- oh, you said chipmunk. Chick- <laughs> what the heck is a chi- is it a chick monk? It's a chicky monk. Chick- yeah, it's a girl monk. Mon- it's a girl monk versus a man monk. I have to go really slow to say it. Chipmunk. No. Oh my god, chipmunk. There you go, folks. See, no, you said chipmunk. No, I, I said, said I because I said you chick-mump. said it. No, I, I think I said chipmunk. Chipmunk, like you know, uh, was what, what's it's, the one? It, is it chipmunk? It's chipmunk. Chipmunk. C-H-I-P monk. Chip monk. See, if I break it down, I can't. Otherwise, it's chick monk. See, we could do a whole show on just chip monk. There you go. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying chick monk. There's no chick monks. They're men. They're not chick women. Monk. What? Chick monk. Oh, my chip. God. See, if I slow it down, chip monk. This is the Enlightened Edge, folks, learning how to say chip monk. Chip monk. On Paranormal <laughs> Radio it. in the Dark. <laughs> I'm not faking this either. I'm like, oh my god! It's like we're drunk tonight, and none of us drank. Just imagine if we were drunk on the show. Imagine how the the cr- oh, and so yeah. See, Jessica just Jess has chick monk too. No, it's not chick monk. It's chip, chip, like a chip off your shoulder. You know, <sighs> you people are driving me crazy. That's very enlightened, chick monk. I know. Now the get now the guest has probably been listening. He's like. There's no way I'm getting the hell am I getting on this show? These guys. There's are another one that I there's another one that I can't say too, but right now it's escaping me. Um, was that? that everybody I can't remember right now, but everybody always laughs at me because I say it wrong too. So I don't know. I <laughs> you can't remember. You can't you, you can't know, share something is, and not totally, say it. I can totally spell these words. You can, can you spell oh, the Rick word? Rick says Jamie says chick mump too. She said. Oh. No, I can't remember what the word is. I wish I could because it's it's like chipmunk. It's really ridiculous. I can't say it. And we have a question from uh, chat. Uh, do chipmunks have palms? That's what Nancy wants to know. I don't know. I, no, I, do, I do believe. I do believe they have. 
That's a good question. You could ask, do you, can you read paws versus reading palms? I don't know. Maybe animal communicators can. There you go. We're going to have to have one on, and we're going to have to ask that question. Can you I read? I think we have one scheduled. We, we have one? <laughs> I think we have one scheduled. You just went Southerner. You said, I think I had one scheduled. You I just, did not. Maybe Cheryl was I'm channeling it, Cheryl you know. Dollywood. <laughs> you just did. You just went scheduled. And yeah, now he wants. Now Bob wants to know about a titmouse. <laughs> what, what the, Bob, what's a titmouse? Is that a real thing? I think it is. Mm-hmm. And Rick's so it's a naked mole rat. T- what? A naked mole naked, rat. What the hell's a naked mole rat? Oh, look it up. Ugliest thing you'll ever see. They're hideous. Oh, well, why want to look it up if it's ugly? And what's a titmouse? Someone type in what's a titmouse. Is it a real thing? Chris says she thinks it's a bird. A titmouse is a bird? I'm confused now. It's a mouse. It would be like a rodent, wouldn't it? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really confused. We went from we went from the enlightened edge to animals. Oh, Bob it is, says it's a bird. It's a bird. Okay, it's well bird. then, Bob, if it's a if it's a bird, Bob, why do they call it a tit mouse? Why don't they call it a tit bird? Just saying, right? Uh, I don't know. We are so enlightened. Was that all you had for the enlightened that's edge? I have yes, I, no, that's all I had. We, you know, we drove that crap right off the rails, man. Yes, we did. We started with, you know, really cool, like talking about mediums and psychics and palm reading and numerology and went to chip. Now you got me chip saying mump. it. Chip. Stop. Say mump. It's not mump. It's monk. Chip mump. Okay. All right. That's it. I've had enough. Can we go to break now so we can bring our guest on? Because I'm done with chipmunks, titmouses, birds, and uh, whatever the other the thing they said was. I don't know. Have I worn you out? Is that what you're saying? Do you no, need to it, go and like ver- we need to do like vocal exercises on break now so that we can get back to regular pr- our regularly scheduled pronunciations? I need to meditate at break, please. So basically, you just want me to shut the bleep up at break is what you're saying? Please. Yes, please. Thank you. I'm going to you know what I'm going to do? I'll break. I'm going to say chip mom, chip mom. See, I did it. God. Okay, folks, you're in for a show tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really good one tonight. We're rolling tonight. Until All right. Like, yeah. Sign up for. Yeah, see? So uh-huh. we, all right. So here's the deal. We can yep. take a, we come back. We will be talking about like life on the other side and stuff, which is yes. pretty cool. So mm-hmm. stick around. You are listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Good evening. We are back on the Hazy Radio Network. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. Uh, someone was knocking on my door, but I can't answer it right now because I'm on the radio. Did you hear? I that? heard it. I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought I maybe. Know. I thought you maybe you your knees were knocking, or it was your boots no. knocking, or something. No, no. Nope. no, there's there's a sign up too. So no, but I'll check in a minute. But anyways, I first want to welcome our guest, Mr. John S. Weiss, to the radio show. Hi, John. How you doing? Very good. Very good. Thank you yeah. for having me on. Welcome, 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 welcome to the big show. Yes, this is the big show. And Karen, I'm going to let you take it on just for a second. So I yes, know what's going on. I know. Okay. So, um, John, you can you are, the door. Yes, can exactly. The door. That's right. So, John, you are one of my favorite kinds of guests to have on, not only because we're talking about something a little different than, than ghosts and um, paranormal investigation tonight, um, which is a great topic, but it's nice to uh, talk about some of my favorite topics like what we're talking about tonight, but also because you are a skeptic who has had an experience that changed your mind. Yes. So tell us about that. Tell us. Well, I've led a very normal life, and um, nothing extraordinary, 
you know, I was your typical kind of kid, and I was, you know, very successful in my career, and I always, you know, you'd always hear about Bigfoot and ghosts and all this paranormal stuff, and, you know, anything that I couldn't see or feel, I thought just didn't exist. And the whole idea of people having, you know, telepathic powers and, you know, talking to dead loved ones and all that, I laughed like crazy at that. I mean, I just thought, how could anyone in their right mind believe in any of this stuff? It's, it's completely fake, you know, and when we die, we die. We turn into dust, the fertilizer. Taking a dirt nap. Yep, pushing up daisies. I get it. I used to think that, too. Yeah, and, you know, all of it, because you'd always hear about people would be talking about the occult or, you know, I mean, you know, I live in New York City, and you can't go down a block where you don't see a sign for a clairvoyant or a palm reader. They are all over the place. Yes. And everyone, everyone knows that by that mo- mo- 99% of them are frauds, which I learned, by the way, during my, uh, my afterlife stuff. Okay. But there are so many people who thoroughly believe in this stuff. Yes. You know, um, even, when it, even when it's not real. But when I started to have my experiences, I didn't believe them. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I was going insane. I thought someone was playing a joke on me by putting, you know, um, hallucinogenic um, stuff in my toothpaste or in my mouthwash. I I didn't know. I mm-hmm. I approached this kicking and screaming. I mean, luckily, I had some very understanding people on the other side with an incredible sense of humor who showed me what it was all about. Or I still, I mean, even, you know, even to this day, it's been about four years since all of this stuff happened to me. And I look back at it and I say to myself, am I kidding myself? Did all of this stuff really happen? Then I start, I read little bits of my book again and I realize that this really did happen. And was I out of my mind? And I realized, no, because they showed me that it was real. And I keep going back and saying, is this, is it all possible? You know, should I be embarrassed by this stuff? Because people, no, you have no idea. People think that I'm crazy. No, I I do have an idea. I have a, Mm -hmm. a, trust me, I know. They really (laughs) do. I mean, I was very hesitant about publishing the book. I understand. Because I figured this is going to be the end of it. Yep. And um, look, there are a lot of people who do believe in it, who love the book, but then there are a lot of other people who think that I'm completely out of my mind. No, I Either get that it. Or, or a ridiculous liar. Yep. You know. Yep. And I've I've been they, accused. I've been accused of being both. So I understand. Yeah. And they think they say, "Oh, you must be making, you know, millions of bucks off the book." But, you know, all these stuff <laughs> no. They should realize that I feel good when I sell one book. I mean, yeah. selling books is like pulling teeth. 
It's work, isn't it? I, I, I don't make any money on it. Nope. It's just become something to do. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely nothing. No, I understand, and I do understand that um, concern that people, uh, once because once you write a book, it's out there. You can't hide anymore, can you? No, you can't. Yeah. So, you absolutely can't. So tell us what exactly happened that changed you, because you were a hardcore skeptic. Yes. Um, well, what, generally, when I go to sleep at night, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little bit of an allergy, so I may be clearing my throat here and there. That's all um, right. I have, I have a few dogs, so you may hear barking from my end, so we're good. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then that's fine. Yeah, we're um, good. I started meditating back in 2006 because I had cancer, a really bad bout of it, and um, during the intensive hours in chemotherapy, you know, you sit in a the chair, they let this poison drip in your arm, and you're ready to go out of your mind because you can't really think straight. You're nauseous, you're scared. The, the, the whole thing is, is terrible. So I learned to meditate. And I got really good at it. I could put myself right out of this place. I mean, I, nowhere else, I just, I would have a complete loss of time during meditation. It, it, I really got good at it. And after that was all over with, I continued doing it. Because I loved it. I loved the feeling that I got from it. And one night, after reading a book about um, Iwo Jima, World War II is one of my favorite things to read about. I read a real gripping book about uh, Iwo Jima, and I meditated myself to sleep. And then I had what I thought was a dream. I was on the beach in Iwo Jima being shot at. And, you know, we all have crazy dreams. But this was ridiculously realistic. And I didn't wake up from it, really. I remembered it the next day. And I got shivers because I recalled that in other dreams I wouldn't smell things, I wouldn't taste things, but I really felt like I was in Iwo Jima. And there was a, a soldier in a, um, we were both lying in a bomb crater, and he spoke to me a little, and it didn't mean anything to me, it was part of the dream. The next night, I did the same thing, I was still reading that book, and um, that night I realized that I was dreaming, and I was back in the same place. It was... Um, a, close to a repeat of the first dream, this guy started to really talk to me, and um, I fired a machine gun. Because the guy on the other side of me got killed, and I took his Tommy gun, and I knew that I was dreaming, but I figured, oh, what the hell, I'll have, I'll have some fun. This is so realistic. And I was shooting this thing, and... Um, this guy next to me was saying, you really don't know what's going on here, do you? 
and I thought that I answered myself or something. I know exactly what is a dream. And then the dream is over, and I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I figured he's been the same thing twice. And, um, you know, it really, I didn't think, I, I again didn't think twice about it. The next night, as always, I read about, um, I was continued reading the Eurogema book. I meditated myself this way. And I woke up in some crazy contraption. At first, I didn't know what it was. And, um, I was sitting on a very cold bench in a metal structure. Uh, there were rivets all over the place. There were terrible noises. Someone was firing a machine gun. And this guy, whose name was Lyle, comes walking down this thing, right towards me, he sits down, and he says, Do you know where you are? And I don't know whether... I didn't know whether I should answer or what was going on or what I'd be talking in my sleep. I was fascinated, but I knew that I was asleep. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, have, I, have, I don't know what's going on. He said, you're in a B-29 over Germany. And then I looked around. I realized I was in an airplane. And he explained that... Um, Actually, we weren't in Germany yet. We were over the English Channel. We were going for a bombing raid in something called Wilhelm Shopping. And um, I remember that I, I, I was absolutely fascinated by this because this is just too real. And I remember saying to him, how is this possible? And he said, you've read all about the air war. And I said, yes. He said, just like you've read all about Iwo Jima. And he said, you've entered a different reality. He said, because you know, he said, anything that you know a lot about, you can be there. And I figured, oh, my God, what a crock. You know, what am I listening to? And he said, would you like to know more? And I said, no, I don't want to know any more about anything. You know, I, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you or me. I'm talking to myself. I'm in my bed, blah, 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 blah. And um, he said, okay. Then two, about two nights went by, and I, I didn't meditate. But then the third night, I um, had come back from my parents' house with a shoebox filled with old pictures from where I had grown up. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was looking at them and, um, you know, just basking in the whole thing. And I meditated, I went to sleep, and I remember I woke up, I was on my back, I thought I was waking up in my bed, but it felt very warm, I felt sun on my face, then I felt a terrible tickling, and I reached up, and there was a bug on my face. I got up very quickly, and I found out that I was in my backyard in Purchase, New York, where I was a little kid. And it was absolutely, it was my house. Mm-hmm. It was my backyard. It was my garden. It was everything. I, 
I couldn't believe it. I think that I started to cry or something, but I was asleep. And I was very confused, and I was scared. But I figured, you know what, I'll go along with this. I'm going to walk from the backyard up to the house. Maybe I'll see my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 60 years ago. And as I'm walking back towards the house, I hear a familiar squeaking sound. And it was the jungle gym that we had uh, where I grew up. The swing is going back and forth, and this guy, Lyle, is on the swing. And it got me very, very angry. I felt revolted that here I am in my old home, and here's this but a completely disheveled-looking character. He was in his very, very early 20s, like 21, mm-hmm. terribly dressed, filthy, and everything. And I said to him, I'm having a good dream, get lost. And he said, I'll leave, you can have a few more minutes here, but you'll never be able to do this again. And I said, do what again? He said, come here with me. And I figured, what are you talking about? What is this all about? And he said, you let me know if you want to take the next step. And I said, what is the next step? He said, I'm going to tell you where you are and what's what's going on. Well, I said, let me walk around. I walked all around the house. Um, I was very, very sad because it, it, it was absolutely my house. Mm-hmm. And it was taken down by the state for eminent domain. It was, abs- it was my house. There it, it, it were no, no ifs, hands, or buts about it. And I was a little kid in the dream. And I didn't see anyone else. I heard the highway sounds from the distance. And I walked back into the backyard, and I said to him something like, you know, what's going on? And he said, meditate yourself to sleep tonight, as always. He said, I'll get you back. I'm going to tell you what's going on. And that was the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. He told me that I was in the afterlife. And um, that's when I got very, very, very scared. Because I didn't believe it, but I had never heard of someone dreaming night after night after night after night all of this stuff. And um, I said, how is, this, how is this even vaguely possible? And he said, well, it's no more improbable than life. He said, because it is life. And he explained to me scientifically what was going on. And it's no miracle. It's just what's next. Nothing special about it. It's just what's next. Mm-hmm. If we think that life as it is is a miracle. Well, this is just the same thing as one more layer. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, um, and now I'm going to go completely out of order how everything transpired. Okay. But I said to him, you know, how is it possible? I'm alive. How am I here? And he said, he said that it's, it was like winning a lottery that it was one in a billion that I got there, and it was completely by accident. When you're up there, 
Um, it's it's they, you're, when I say up there, I'm saying that not because it's heaven. There is no right. heaven, but I just say that so I can separate myself from it. Right. When you're up, up there, is the same thing as down here. There's no difference. Absolutely no difference. You see everything as it is. You see people as they are. You do anything you want, but mm-hmm. you can't have any kind of interaction mm-hmm. because you're the size of a quantum particle. That's what you are. And I'll explain okay. that. Um, when you die, you go to this place, and all you are is a jumble of memories. You are everything you have been. And let me, well, actually, let me go back and talk about the science, and then I can, and then it'll better, it'll make more sense to you. Okay. When, when we're born. Um, for the first roughly seven, seven and a half months, we are not authentic human beings. Mm-hmm. We're a growing thing. And what happens is that there is a, a scientific thing. It's, a, it's, it's a generated by quantum mechanics. It's called a particle bundle. It's four fundamental particles that are fused together with some enormous force that's much stronger than the strong force, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to the weak force. Right. Um, these four particles together act as, you can't describe it anything better as a computer. It um, has infinite power and they're discovering more and more about what goes on with particles through the uh, the, the great the colliders. There's, there's a lot. They're filled with things. But this bundle, which is you know so small, no one could ever detect it, mm-hmm. um, is everywhere in the universe, and they feel they being the spirits on the other side who are very into science, as they are religion and everything, Mm -hmm. um, that these particles, these bundles, could have only been created during the Big Bang because of the intense heat and pressures that would be required to build this thing. That would Mm -hmm. be the only way, not even entering um, a black hole, would have enough pressure, they don't think, to make one of these things. Which leads me to another thing when they, you know, I've been an atheist my whole life. Mm -hmm. And they said, look, if these things were created at the Big Bang, the only thing they're good for is life. They said, so think about that a little when you tell us that religion is a load. I won't use the other word. Mm -hmm. Um, So... That came in later in my dreams. I was completely brainwashed. Nicely. But, all right, this particle bundle, um, which they think is lodged in our brain, or it could be in our spinal cord or something, um, is activated by the brain itself, um, electrical properties in the brain, when a baby is close to eight months old. 
And when a particle bundle is apparated, uh, is activated, mm-hmm. it develops what's known as a signature vibration, which comes out of the top of it. It's a frequency. And it's no different than everyone having a fingerprint or having your own DNA. Everyone has a signature vibration. Now, this particle bundle, at that point when they're in, it's in your body, it takes over your brain functions mm-hmm. and controls what your brain does. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain later, that's the only way we've been able to have a civilization is because of this thing. Because if this thing wasn't there, we would be incredible paranormal beings with no restrictions. Therefore, we would have never been able to get together to build a world. And I'll, and I'll go into how they, they explain how this happens. Mm-hmm. When you die and all brain activity ceases, the particle bundle begins to quantum tunnel out of your body. And when I say out of your body, the distance is so short. You ever heard of something called the Planck length? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. They, they figured it's a fraction of the Planck length. Okay. Goes. Um, and with it, it takes a memory of anything that has ever happened to you in your life ever since the particle bundle was activated. So it has memories of before you were even born. And it has memories that you don't even know it has because you didn't even know things happened to you. It has complete peripheral vision, but it remembers um, like in a photographic memory. It not only remembers visually, it remembers all of your senses. So you have a lifetime of this stuff packed into this thing. When it starts to tunnel to the other side. The other side is the same thing as this with slightly different electromechanical properties. Undetectable. Well, one day they'll probably be able to detect it. But it's very, very, very slight. Um, When this thing um, uh, tunnels, it senses, it has the, the ability to, assist, to sense photons. And okay. for the first time, it's bombarded with photons. Now, this is going to sound very familiar with you. Familiar to you. Your whole life passes through you, through your mind, because the particle bundle is your whole life. And you see a very bright light. Those are the photons hitting the particle bundle. Your signature vibration is picked up by loved ones. Your parents, if they've died, your grandparents, and all of that. So when you reach the other side, which is still here, you're in what most people consider to be heaven. You've gone through the white light, you've had your life pass in front of you, and now you're with loved ones. And you're completely in shock because you don't know what the hell is going on. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I said to Lyle, 
you know, if what you're telling me is true, and I said, by the way, I think you're a complete liar, I uh, felt I could say anything to the guy. I said, I don't know what, what kind of, you, you're completely throwing a bull all over me. I said, I, I, why would I believe any of this? And he said, you, you have to rely on your own instincts, and you have to, you have to start believing, and here's what I'm going to do. You're not going to be able to come back here for a full week. He said, "You have to go to Borders Bookstore, so that we're still in business, and you have to read a beginner's book on quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. and you have to read a beginner's book on paranormal studies." And he, I remember that he recommended Lawrence Lachan. He said, the "Guy's very smart. This stuff is very easy to read." And it's not filled with bullshit, which is what a lot of these other books are filled with. So I said, I'm, I'm not going to do this. He said, okay, you're never coming back here. He said, I want you to read this, and you're going to have different attitude. So I figured, you know what, what the hell. By that time, my life was getting screwed up because all I could think of was this stuff going on. I got a very simple quantum mechanics book, I started reading it, and it just blew my mind. Because the stuff I read, which is stuff that's been proved, um, if this is true, then there's no way I can disbelieve what Lyle is saying. Because Mm -hmm. quantum mechanics is the basis for all life, all everything. And, you know, you have particles going back and forth through time, particles that can be in two places at once. I mean, the damnedest things. I figured, all right, maybe maybe there's something to this. Then I went and I read the paranormal stuff. And I was fascinated by it. Because some of the first stuff you read in those books is about quantum mechanics. Mm -hmm. And I figured, my God, it is... That's what paranormal is all about? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not all about it, but they base a hell of a lot of it on quantum studies. Sure. And quantum possibilities. Yep. So I didn't know any of this stuff. And I realized, hey, I'm sitting in borders. This is me. This is daytime. I'm not with those jerks on the other side. So what's happening? Is this true? And I figured, no, it can't be true. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is true. So I kept going back. I went back night after night after night after night and experienced the damnedest things. I found, learned that through these particle bundles, particle bundles are shared when you go to the other side, which means that everyone's memory becomes everyone's memory. And you get to know people as well as they know themselves, if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But a great many people do. And they're, they're shared memories. That's why Lyle said to me, before you die, have as many wonderful experiences as you can, because it won't, it's not only going to help you, it's going to help everyone on the other side. And you'll be, you'll be better respected for it. Um, people do care about other people up there. And 
you appear the way you want to appear because it's part of your memory. And people don't look old. You don't see 90-year-old men and women walking around there. You see 20-year-olds. Well, yeah, I wouldn't pick to be 90 if I was up there. <laughs> yeah, because you, you look the way people felt their best days were. That's right. That's how they look. Mm-hmm. Sweet! Look like oh, sorry. I know. No, you can that's look awesome. like someone else, too, if you Ooh. want. If I'd just be happy that. looking like I did when I was 22 or 23. That'd be fine. <laughs> me, too. Yeah, yeah me, it. too. <laughs> I would love it. Hey, can you we know? we need to we need to take a break really quickly, John? Um, can we stop okay. here and come back in just a couple minutes? Absolutely. I'm I'm sitting here. All righty. I'm, I'm all yours. All right. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break. Um, we will be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Well, hello, you're back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with the effervescent Karen Frazier and myself, Chucky G, along with our wonderful guest, Mr. John Weiss. We were just listening to a very interesting, interesting story you were telling us about um, how you had been meditating and going to the other side and getting all this information. Um, I had a question. Is that okay? All right. So I, I, I listened to other uh, podcasts you had had on other shows because I have been stalking you um, to right. find out a little bit about you, you know. That's um, not scary I, or anything, huh? Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I noticed you had spoke about spirituality and how it was more, you felt it was more, uh, or they were telling us it was more of a scientific-based uh, yeah. thing that we're going through versus a spiritual thing. Um, right. even, and even though I might not agree with that, um, because I believe spirituality or spiritual, the spiritualness to me is like, is your emotion, your belief, uh, your faith, uh, in Absolutely. things in general. So, I mean, so I think spirituality really technically is part of what we're talking about. And that oh, like when you were, definitely is. yeah. And when you were talking about, you know, like, um, particles and stuff like that, I mean, I related that to the soul. I mean, to me, that's how I kind of feel the soul of a person is, and it was eloquently explained by you, by the way, because that's how I always felt it, because, you know, us that uh, do paranormal investigations, which I am one of them, um, uh, I believe frequencies and all that is exactly what we should be looking at. Uh, as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I know, under, I, you know, because paranormal, really, the, the statement paranormal is just something out of the norm. It's, in other words, it's something we just don't quite have a grasp on or understand 100% yet. So that's why we name it such, just like you name other things. You know, we all like, you know, humans, we like to put titles to everything, you know. So um, I just wanted to just tell you that how much of what you're saying fits to at least from my point perspective, yeah. what I believe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and when you when you mentioned one of the things you mentioned is um, like that little bundle you said that mm-hmm. it has a vibration that people recognize. Now I know you're not real yeah. big on 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 people with psychic and medium abilities, but I am like, one of those people, and I'm yeah, and like I'm, I'm I promise <laughs> that if I'm a phony, it's not intentional. Um, but well, what the way that I describe how I feel people is the vibration. Everybody has just a slightly different feel than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly because you know, it's the same for me too. Exactly. So. You exactly right. Mm-hmm. Totally right. Yeah. I mean, that's. A, that, I agree. Let me tell you. I see. I happen to know what you are because I learned what you are from Lyle. Well, I hope it's okay. something exactly good. what you. you want <laughs> I hope it's something good. What you yeah, I totally want to know what yeah, I am. All right. You are what's known as a mild savant. <laughs> 
<laughs> at least, at least I wasn't an idiot. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, it's politically incorrect to call them idiot savants. I know. That I know. Very wrong. They don't. I'm sorry. Savants are the reason why the world is here. Because here's what happens: the particle bundle inside your brain is a real powerful like a little nuclear reactor. This thing is sitting in you with massive power. And when I say power, I mean every psychic type of power that you could possibly imagine is harnessed in this thing. But it controls your brain, and your brain, in turn, controls what happens with the particle bundle. Now, you've heard this before. The brain filters out the particle bundle. It doesn't let the paranormal abilities come through. However, if you have a slight brain dysfunction, which everyone has, some of those filters are taken down. And in some cases, it means that you know, when, when people see people, let's say, on the street in New York, you think that they're crazy. They think that people are talking to them, they're talking to themselves, they're swatting at things. Those are not crazy people. Those are people whose particle bundle has come partially through. Not through them, the power. Now, you look at Savants. So, wait, 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 wait. Can I ask you really quickly about that? So, so like somebody, um, for instance, like John Nash, who was schizophrenic, I think he was paranoid schizophrenic. Um, you're saying that that's actually not a mental illness, that that's... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Not mental illness at all. There okay. are no mental illnesses. Okay. They're, they are caused by its tension between the brain and the particle bundle. Okay. You know, we are perfect little machines. We get sick. We get all of these different things. But so much of it has to do, not with us, but what what we put in our bodies and what is in the environment. We have the power to completely heal ourselves and other people if the brain is not working well one day and that part of the particle bundle is able to come through. Now, when you look at the, you know, all most brilliant people are have been, over the years, considered to be savants. Mozart, Beethoven, Michelangelo, and not that he was brilliant, but it was a savant. Um, all of these people who have made differences in the world were mild savants. Mild meaning you're not severe enough to take over yourself. Now, you look at a guy like the Rain Man, um, Pete was his name. He was a um, very major savant where his life was in shambles because he knew too much. Now, you take their savant children who will sit in a room, they'll hear someone play an incredible Beethoven sympathy. they've never played the piano they get up and they play it perfectly 
and perfect pitch, everything. Because their memories are so photographic. They are a particle bundle as a person, basically. All the powers that come through. There are so, other can, can I have an, I, I have another question. I'm sorry to interrupt. Absolutely. But, um, so, I, so I'm a very creative person, and I know a lot of very creative people. But yes. people who are extremely creative are also, also often very close to being diagnosed as mentally ill. The two seem to often go hand in hand. Is yes. that, is that, Absolutely. is this why? Okay. Yes, because mental illness very often is because the brain is dysfunction. It has released powers. It has taken the filters off the, off the bundle. And you can do and experience things that are considered crazy. Mm -hmm. You can see things because they're there, but you can't see them. I mean, you know, when you think of sight, look at how limited our vision is. Right. We see very, very narrow wavelengths. The particle bundle sees all wavelengths and infrared and everything because that's just part of life. There's nothing mysterious about it. Same thing with sound. We have a very narrow ability to hear. You know, you look at dogs, hear ten times what we hear. Yes. But some people start hearing things. And very often, that's because the, the filters on, on the particle bundle are, are fading or, or, you know, you've heard of people getting hit in the head and then all of a sudden getting all these abilities. Yeah, like the guy that was hit by lightning, um, Dan and Brinkley or something like that, mm -hmm. that was hit by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids get hit in the head with a baseball, and yeah. all of a sudden they can talk another language. Can we do it intentionally, um, though? Can we, can we somehow? Yes. We yes, can. Yes, there have been experiments. Yes, we've done it. Okay. We've done it. Well, what about, like, what, about, what about, like, Alzheimer's? Is that when our particle bundles are... They're, oh, they just wear out? Well, or? Well, oh, yeah. No, they're no, like no, Probably, I, I didn't ask about that. Yeah, okay. but it's about that. probably somewhat of a result of it. Yes. For okay. our body, our brains not getting the correct nourishment and different things happening. You know, mm -hmm. there's entropy in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as we get older, obviously things start to fall apart. They do indeed. Yes, yeah. they do. Un until, until we die and then we're reborn. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we yeah. get to start all over with the nice, fresh, shiny, new. But now, so what. Now, let me, let me go into something okay. that's fascinating. When, when you die, you go into the afterlife, which is neither heaven nor hell. For most people, it's heaven because it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. However, you only, you're only there for a, roughly 150 years. After that, they don't have the slimmest notion of where you go. You just fade out. And no one up there has any knowledge of what goes on after the 150 years. Mm -hmm. They don't believe that you're reincarnated because particle bundles are good basically for one person. Mm -hmm. Because if, the, you know... Although they don't really know, but this is mm -hmm. what they think. And when I say they, if you think of the scientists who died over the last 150 years, 
like Einstein, Niels Bohr, I mean, all the people like that. Mm-hmm. They are together. They hang out in the afterlife. And the thing, and they, because you continue doing in the afterlife what you did here, if you want to. And these people have a tremendous quest uh, for what makes things work. They're the ones, by the way, who determined what a particle bundle is and came up with all of these different theories. But what happens up there is when you talk about the 140, 150-year thing, that's when people get very, very, very religious and say, that's where you go and you meet Jesus and all of the famous wise men and the whole thing, and then you're in heaven. Mm-hmm. And no one can dispute it. And since people are no different here than they are there, it's something wonderful to believe in. And mm-hmm. people want to believe in that. Mm-hmm. So that is somewhat of a new religion that happens up there. And it makes all the sense in the world. Uh-huh. Because none of them can answer that one. Mm-hmm. You know, which is wonderful. Now, when I sit to Lyle, how the hell did I ever get here? if I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's very, very, very simple. He said, we have people here, you know, millions of people who've had similar experiences. He said, like, there are your World War II buffs. He said, you have them, on, when, you know, in the, the living. You have people who are into civil war and have to reenactments. He said, we do that here. We'll, it's like affinity groups. What happened with, with you, me, me, is you were reading about Iwo Jima, and you meditated on Iwo Jima. Because of that, you were sensed, I was sensed by Lyle, and I was pulled into it. Mm-hmm. I was part of their affinity group because it was one in a million, not more than, more than one in a million, that I had deeply meditated, which completely opened my mind to uh-huh. anything. And I was concentrating on Iwo Jima. I was reading about the beach, and that's where I ended up because that's where the affinity group was. Mm-hmm. They were reenacting Iwo Jima. So I said, the while, oh, you were killed on Iwo Jima. And he said, nope. He was killed on Omaha Beach uh, during the landings. He said that he was with a friend of his, the guy who was killed next to me, whose machine gun I got. The guy's name was Shorty. Um, but he was experiencing Shorty's death and what Shorty went through on Iwo Jima. And Shorty, in turn, had gone with him to Omaha Beach. So you have all of these people doing all of these affinity groups. Anything you're interested in, you can find people with much greater knowledge and more intense memories. But when you lock a bunch of people together, and which means people are particle bundles, you are there more so than you could be in real life. Because you've got every last inch covered You've got every smell, 
every sound, everything. Mm -hmm. That's how I got there, and Wild was able to bring me back. Now, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like when you were talking about, you know, like you can choose where you want to go if you know enough about it. You said that earlier, and you were talking about when you saw your, you know, your childhood home. You were there. Um, yeah. But then Lyle was saying that you can only you can only go there one time and that's it. Why isn't it some place that you could have gone back more than you know? Like why did why did you have to leave and not go back there since it's some place that you do he, remember? And because he was the one responsible for me coming over. Okay. So, and if I it was in his mind, if I didn't want to learn more about it, the hell with me. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh huh. He was okay. having fun. Okay. And it wasn't just him, it was him and his girlfriend. Shame on them. And um, <laughs> they were and they were brainwashing me. Okay, about, gotcha. About religion. Mm -hmm. Okay. They were talking about Jesus, about all these different things. Mm -hmm. And they all they wanted me to acknowledge was that I was wrong to be an atheist. Uh, but even okay. if I didn't believe in God, mm -hmm. I should believe in a creator. Mm -hmm. And they took me to the Holy Land the Church of the Nativity, mm -hmm. because one thing you can do when you're there is travel. Mm -hmm. Like time I travel? Went, it's like time traveling. It's what it is. Or, you know, when, when someone surpasses their 150 years there, their memories have been embedded in other particle bundles, mm -hmm. and they perpetuate. Mm -hmm. So everything ever remembered is remembered there. Mm -hmm. And I well, experienced Mm -hmm. Well, couldn't that be God, though? Couldn't that be what we, we talk about as, I don't even want to say deity or whatever, but, you know, like to me, God the is... The creator. Yes, yeah, the cr creator or the the large, um, a, a giant, large amount of energy with all the 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 thoughts, emotions, uh, intelligence, uh, everything that's been learned by all of us mm -hmm. as, as one. And at like maybe at 150 years, you go back and remeld with that and then particles are changed, you come back out, you go to where you have to go again, whether it's back here or you know through another dimension mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, that's the way I. That's that's my, what I believe. Um, I think you know, you're one hundred percent. You're oh. totally right. Thank you. Because I've seen what you're saying is it's almost like it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. After what I've seen, it's absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing. You know what? There's nothing that's impossible. Right. Nothing is impossible. Okay. I used to think never say never say never is what you're saying, huh? Yes. Hey, I'll give you something movie. else. To, you want me? I'll blow your mind with something. Oh well, you already blew so my I, mind. But go ahead, do it some more. I said to Lyle, "All right, I've got a question for you. So considering everything you know, and I know, and all that I've read and heard about Jesus, mm -hmm. I said, did he ever do any of the things?" that we hear about? Did he walk on water? You know, did he turn water into wine? Did, you know, all of these things. Did he Did he do all of that? So because, you know, you've got access to his particle bundle. And Lyle said, I'm going to tell you a story that you're going to think is a big cop-out. I said, all right. Jesus Christ never went to the afterlife when he died. He skipped it. They don't know how, why, or anything. 
but his particle bundle never, ever went to the afterlife. And what they think up there is he, wherever he went, was directly to where you go when you're through the afterlife. Either that or he never left here. Hmm. That the energy or whatever was spread thoroughly around the, the world, the earth, to everybody and everything. But he did not get to the afterlife. Which I that's, find to be pretty amazing. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting, you know. Because mm-hmm. then the, the, the piece of him is with all of us. So that makes sense in what they say sometimes, too, you know. Now, I've been condemned like crazy for saying that. <laughs> that's okay. I, I've you know. really been, I have, you know, really been condemned for that. Well, that's, that's how it is sometimes with paranormal investigators, too, though, because, you know, you can have people that go to church and have their beliefs in whatever religion they want, which I think I think everybody should just be entitled to a belief, whatever you have a belief and faith in, it's good. It gives you something to, to live for, something to feel good about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't think you should condemn others for what they believe either. Um, and I get a lot of eye rolls when I send a paranormal investigator with someone that's really religious. Sometimes they're, they're good with it and they understand it and it's cool because, I mean, to me, it's really the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. To them, it, some people, it's like, oh, you're like, you know, you're evil or, you know, how could you think that? You know, it's only this way, you know, and I think that's pretty close minded yeah. on their part, you know, so that's just I my just opinion. Get the old, you know, I just get the old, you're crazy, you're nuts. <laughs> Well, I get that normally. It's just a person, so you know. I yeah, mean, just, I was going to yeah. say that's just sort of a daily occurrence. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, and um, you know, the other other things that I learned there, they do something that's called bundle alignment, and what that is is that since they have the freedom to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. There, anywhere still means here. And they go right into other people's bodies and experience life. And that's another thing people do for the hell of it over there. And I was taken on some of these, too. Um, peripherally, because my particle bundle wasn't there. My mm-hmm. vibration was there. You can go into a restaurant I mean, not you, they, yeah. as a particle bundle. Find some guy, align with him, and you you become him. You know you're not, but you see what he sees. He could be having a wonderful dinner, you taste the dinner. He could go pick up a girl, and I won't go any further with what that's there. Ah, <laughs> oh, darn it. 100% for real. And there are afterlifers who that's all they do. I'm going to totally do that when that happens. Oh my to God, me that's so cool. Because I can finally, I'll be able to eat gluten again. Yeah, or it, be someone that'd famous. That'd be awesome. Find someone that's famous. Well, no, I just, want to, I just want to eat bread. All right. I, really I was do. eating food. I was eating food when I was up there. See, I would. I just want and, bread. Wait, 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 Maybe wait, wait, nachos. Wait, wait, stop. So, like, when you're saying it, I mean, you could taste it, smell it, everything, like, as if you were it doing was, it. it. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So his, his, no, his I, senses I, become yours, or her senses become yours. Yes. Or what you do is, everything is, again, memory. Mm-hmm. And 
if I remember what steak tastes like, remember, my bundle knows more about steak than I do. Right. What you imagine becomes real. They well, yeah. had me. They built the car for me up there. And while well, I wanted to show me this as an exercise, what they do is it's called thought construct. Mm -hmm. thought, say, say, say that again. Thought, thought construct. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. He took me. Up, he and Betty, who was his girlfriend, took me to Colorado, and we were just on a road there, and it was, it was magnificent. And he said, "We're going to build a car for you." He said, what kind of a car do you want? And I'm saying, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. He said, we're going to build a car out of your memory. And then he said, well, I know exactly what kind of car it's going to be. He said, because I know everything in your head, which he did, which really pissed me off, by the way. He said, I'm going to build a Cobra for you. Now, Cobra happens to be my favorite car. And I watched this thing come together. The engine, the exhaust pipes, how I wanted them. I like outside exhaust that went along the rocker panel. I wanted a 427 engine. Um, I wanted it to be sky blue with white racing stripes. I picked out the type of carburation. And I'd watch the car would be shaking and everything. And he would tease me. He said, that's a great effect I'm using on you. And here was his car. And he handed me keys. And I got in. I started the engine. And I drove the Cobra. I drove it, what, you know, what, a bat out of hell. <laughs> everything was real. Everything was real. Mm -hmm. Every noise the engine was making. The tachometer, the smells of the tires burning and the exhaust. And I said, How is this possible? He said he said, This is no less possible than anything else you're seeing. He mm -hmm. said, You've read about Cobras, you've seen them, because I used to go to races, you've right. seen them in movies. Right. He said, You've driven sports cars. He said, Put it all together. Yeah. He said, That's what this place is all about. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because that's true, because, you know, like colors, sensations, objects, anything we perceive mm -hmm. is really nothing but a representation in our minds. And until we, until, you know, it's still space and time, we simply put it together and make it what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's well, exactly and, and what we're talking about. And quantum physics supports that I yeah, mean, in many, many ways. So, yeah. Yep. Now, that's cool. The other thing that I learned early on, which was a complete mind blower was that when I first found out about these constructs, this was before the car, I said, well, can you construct a person? And he said, absolutely. And his girlfriend, Betty, was a thought construct. She wasn't real. Huh. She was a figment of everyone's imagination. But she was the warmest kindest person I've ever met. I practically fell in love with her. She was his girlfriend in real life. He was going to marry her when he came back from the war. 
and he was killed. And all he thought about when he was being killed, he was shot in the chest in the water. All that was on his mind was her. And he basically created her through thought. And that is a very big part of the story. And part of this book is a paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's a love story between Lionel and Betty. <clears throat> and how I become involved in it. Wow. I don't want to give the ending of the book because... No, don't give the ending. Well, that makes mind blower. Yeah, and that makes sense. Like when you talk about things like topas and stuff like that, where it's, uh, uh, you can create something with your thoughts, you know, a thought process yeah. where you can create it. So it's kind of like the same thing. Only there, you can also do it visually, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just just, a, just instead of just an energy or you know something that's there, you can actually create it visually, top to bottom. That's that's pretty yeah. cool. That is darn yeah. cool. Yeah, and I was totally amazed by that. Christy Brinkley, here I come. <laughs> really? Really? Well, I'm sorry. You're going to go for physical attributes as, a, as opposed to the wonderful um, form, emotional, loving. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am. I'm a, you're I'm a, a dude. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a dude. Well, I got to tell you, when you're in the afterlife, uh-huh. and I realized that if more people really, really found out about this and believed my book, I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You have people jumping out of windows all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if you want to get there, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, if you want to, mm-hmm. you can have 100% real sex with any woman on earth. Pick out anyone, and you, and you can become either her husband or her boyfriend through bundle alignment. And vice hey, right. versa. A yeah, girl that's... can be with any guy she wants. I don't want to leave you out. That's okay. <laughs> no, um, she's she's already rolling her eyes at me, buddy. You can't see her, but she's giving me... Because I put, keep putting my hands every time you say I can be with anybody. I'm like, yeah, woohoo! And she's giving me dirty now, looks. I, I'm not giving you dirty thing, looks. The funny thing is, when I was talking a while about this, and I realized that his girlfriend, Betty, got totally pissed off. And saying a while, that's all anyone thinks about. So there's so much more to this place than that, but that's all anyone thinks about. Mm-hmm. Which is true. The amount of sex going on up there makes this place pale by comparison. Oh. And going and going to wonderful restaurants, and that's how you go to the movies. There, you align you align with people watching a movie. You can see any movie. You can read any book or magazine. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want. If you feel that you want to do it from the perspective of a human being. Mm-hmm. Now, like when you were over there or when when one of us goes to the other side, or like yeah. as they call it, the other side. Um, and, you know, I mean, our our thought process is who we are now. Does that, that I mean, because at some point, you know, we've talked, to, I talked to Karen about this at some point. You know, we're ego driven because that's, our, you know, who gives us stamps us mm-hmm. as our personalities and stuff. When you go over there, like, would I still be Chuck for a while, or could I stay Chuck, or would oh, I just eventually you fade? Stay that way. You are whatever you want to be. Okay. There are no rules. You go over there. With you're going to love the same stuff. You're going to have the same prejudices. Mm-hmm. 
If you hate broccoli, you're going to hate it there. There's no difference. Mm. It's in life. That's all it is. Your beliefs will change Mm -hmm. when you're exposed to different things. And you may believe even more intensely in God and in Jesus and in Immaculate Conception. And I have a good story about that, by the way. But um, they've got some theories on what that's all about. Mm-hmm. But um, you do whatever you want to do. I mean, you are everything you've ever been. And you are everything that everyone else has been. Mm-hmm. Everything is connected. Everything is in one place. Now you, if you want to go to Hollywood, you don't fly out to California. You're there. And you say that, and you say like they say that after a, a 150 years, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're basing it on what our our thought of time and you know, yeah, is. Um, that's when we just kind of, well, better lack of a word, disappear, or they don't yes, know where disappear. we go. Okay, disappear. All right. I mean, you don't um, you don't die. There's right. You're just not there. Mm-hmm. Do you think? It, I mean. Is it possible, like, you know, well, I suppose it's possible we could travel to another dimension. We might then come back here to be reincarnated. I mean, do you think any of those are possibilities? I mean, that's... Absolutely. Okay. They don't, you know, the thing is, they don't know. They're as much in the quandary as we are Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that. They know more about science because you can study science. So, you know... No, it's very difficult to study religion. Yeah. There are no, you know, you know, there are no equations. You can't stick religion into a collider and break it apart and study the components. It's purely what's in your mind and in your heart. And that they don't know, thankfully. Okay. Because it would get pretty boring if they knew everything. So, you know, almost what you, you, just with like the three levels of what you're describing, where you go to this place, it's not heaven and not mm-hmm. hell. You know what I'm going to say, right? Purgatory. It's purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Is that, I mean, well, is that what you think? Or, I, it, I mean, it just, to me, that lines I, up with a religious construct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. Because if that were true, I think people there would be different. Okay. But... People there are the same disgusting slobs that they were here. <laughs> you know, Hitler is there with his followers. And they're into the same crap that they were here. Now, they're despised. And a lot of most people won't share their memories with them. But they're there having a grand old time. Mm-hmm. You know, now if they thought it was purgatory, they might cool it a little. Yeah, but they don't. You, you are there. What you were here, unless you want to change. Hmm. Now I That's... changed when I was there, and I wasn't even really, really there because my mind was open. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I asked what... Lyle, I, Lyle said it's not true with everyone who's there. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people who are completely pig at it, 
and don't want to know anything. There are people who haven't learned anything about science or anything. They're just now, eating and having sex all day. Now, when people, uh, like, all right, let's say someone bad, you know, something is, somebody is really bad from this side, you know, they did some pretty yeah. nasty things, newsworthy or whatever. I mean, is there no uh, way to repent? Is there no way to no. change? You, well, you can share your memories with other people mm -hmm. and communicate with them that you, you want to be a good guy now. Mm -hmm. You realize what you did was horrible. Okay. So there is and, realization then, okay. Oh, by the way, you know exactly what you were. Mm -hmm. okay. And so does everyone else. Okay. But for the most part, people aren't bad. And the bad people get all the press. So they're larger than life. But in the scheme of things, of all the people who've ever been here, the really bad ones, it's not really that many of them. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, it's not that big a deal. I mean, if you've been a liar and a cheat, you know, and you've stolen, and you know, all of those kind of things. Right. Sure, you can wish you never did any of it. Mm -hmm. But you can come back here and do it again through someone else. Interesting. I mean, you can go into the mind of Manson mm -hmm. and find out everything he's thinking. And people do that. And they come back really upset. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do experience. that. Mm. Well, there are people who do that. Yeah. They get a kick out of doing it. So they do all the time. Hmm. Other people um, want to be performers. Mm. And you can get, you can bundle a line with, um, let's say, Bruce Springsteen. Now we're okay, talking. well, there, there you now go. Now we're talking. I would do. <laughs> or I, would, I would be all over or, me in yeah. the boss. No, Garth no, Brooks. Springsteen. Your first one was was good. No, I like yeah. Garth Brooks. He's good. Yeah. yeah or or Elvis Presley. You know, oh. you can be these people because you become part of their their bundle, and the memories in there are of them performing, and everything they felt when the crowd was roaring, and everything that was going on. You also feel whether they were scared, whether they were uh, nervous about, you know, blowing a line they were singing. You get the whole real deal, but you get the thrill of it. You can be a race car driver if you want to, hmm. because you go back into memories. That's cool. And you're there. It's not like someone telling you a story. You weren't right. there. No. That's the whole thing. This is it's one of those. You were, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say this is just one of those shows where tonight I'm going to lay awake in bed and stare at the ceiling and think, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot to think yeah. about right now. Yeah, but you know they don't think twice about it up there. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, because but I think about everything here because it's what I do. Yeah, because it's life. Yeah, as Wild told me, huh. there's nothing special about this. This is science. This is where. Everyone goes. This is no different. There's no more fascinating. It's no more of a miracle. He said the real miracle is where we are now. Because where we are now is where everything was really created. That's just this where he is. That's follow-up. Mm -hmm. That's or that's the glossary. 
This is where it's at. This is where everything is shaped. And then it's followed through there. But you can twist it and turn it and do things with it there that you can't do here. Mm-hmm. And it's all memory. We are wow. memory. So this is a perfect place because we have come to the point where we have to stop. And I think that um, you've given us a lot to think about. And I would like to give you the opportunity now to shamelessly self-promote. So please do so. Okay. My book is available um, <laughs> to, as a Kindle, an Amazon Kindle, and through Amazon, a paperback. Okay. You can find out all about the book, how to buy it, and everything on my website, which is John S. Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. Oh, and John is J-O-H-N. So it's John S. Weiss.com. Or you can go onto Amazon and put in John S. Weiss. And the name of my book is Life Goes On, A Skeptic's Afterlife Education. There you go. Well, it's certainly been really fascinating, and I'm probably going to have to read the book and um, blow my mind some more. It's Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story with us and, and making us think. And I love I shows told, that make us think. I told you about 1% of what's in this book. Wow. Well, there we go. Then we need if to you read every... it, mm-hmm. you can call me or email me if you have any questions. Okay. Oh, you know I will. Oh yeah. No, it's really it's really been enlightening to have you on the show. Uh, I, I really, really had a good time uh, listening and talking with you. Yeah, thank it's you, lovely. John. I love talking to people who don't look at me and say, "You're out of your so and so mind." Isn't that nice? Isn't yes. that a nice change of pace? Yes. You like my wife? My wife thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, my husband does too. It just is what it is, you know. It is what it is. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a great evening. And um, thank you too. It's been fascinating. Thanks, John. Yes, yes. Thank All you right. very much. Uh-huh. Good right. night. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right, Chuck. There you go. Oh, uh, I'm going to do this because no one else can see me, but. I know, right? Lots to Dude, think about. Dude, like. I, at first, I was like, I wasn't sure because I'm like, well, you know, he was a skeptic and now he's this and then that. And then everything's like he's talking about. I'm like, oh, my God, that's everything that I think about. It's exa- oh, it's just freaking me out. Like, that's just. Well, no, you're just really excited because of the whole sex with anybody you want thing. Well, yeah, that was awesome, too. Build your own chick. Come on. Build your own woman. What guy would be excited? Come on. What girl would be excited? Build your own hunk. Give me a break. No, it wouldn't even. I wouldn't even necessarily oh, need somebody hunky. I would want somebody to do the dishes uh-huh. and the laundry and mm-hmm. be extremely supportive. Uh huh. Would you put him yeah. in an apron? No. Would you like any, no, you no. wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Hey, they could cheat. They could teach you how to say chipmunk up there. Chipmunk. <laughs> there she goes again. I, I didn't say it right. I thought I said no. Right. You say mump like you have the mumps. Chipmunk. No, chipmunk. Put the k at the end. Here we go again. Let's not. Yeah, let's not. It's just really not getting us anywhere. It's kind of embarrassing, you know. No, it's actually fun, actually. But you know, um, so yeah, yeah, we don't have. uh, Hey, Clarissa, are you there? Yes, Chuck. You survived. So so, yeah, what'd you think of the, the the guest tonight? 
Uh, definitely some food for thought. Mm-hmm. Definitely some food for thought. That is correct. You're going to lay awake staring at the ceiling, gripping the edge of your covers under your eyeballs, and like just kind of with your eyes really wide? That's my plan for the evening. Yeah, probably not. Oh, man. This no, one, thought- it won't be in fear, though. It'll just be like, I'll be thinking. Sometimes it's like people come on and say really terrifying things. And that, but this guy didn't terrify me. It just no. Huh. He was very interesting. He was a very interesting, dude. Now, see, now I, normally I'd say, "Hey, Cheryl, what's going on at the magazine?" But Claire, so do you know anything about the magazine? I Found do not. Oh, for crying out loud! Uh, so there is a new issue out. It's available <gasps> at paranormalunderground.net. Really? Who's on the cover? Who's uh, on the cover? Uh, it's Steve and Amy. Yeah, I yeah, saw the cover. It looks awesome, that. man. I could do this without Cheryl, except for there the whole experience of it. See? And it's got awesome articles from awesome writers. All sorts of awesome writers. <sighs> so awesome. Hey, Clarissa. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on with you? What's what's going on with your next show? Um, what are you having on your show? We're probably not gonna have a show tomorrow night. Why? Uh, because Why? I don't have a guest. Uh. You don't oh. have a guest? I don't have a guest. In the four years that I've been doing Periscope Uncensored, I don't have a guest. I would offer to be your guest, but you just I, I was just on the other night. You were not. Or, I, a couple weeks ago, I mean. You know, a couple no. months ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's been a few months. Yeah. I don't think I have anything new and exciting to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. What about <laughs> you, Chuck? Do you want to be on the show tomorrow? You go, Chuck. I'd love, I'd love to be on the show if I wasn't not going to be here, but otherwise I would love to do that, yes. Ah. I'm I'm afraid I'm 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 has things going on, but heck yeah! But I was just saying I do want to be on your show because I haven't been on your show yet. I have no, not been invited. I've never invited to anybody's show. Oh wait, I take it back. You've been was, on my show. I was on your show. I was on Shane Pittman's show. Uh, ben, uh, was I ever on Ben's show? I don't know if I was ever on Ben's show. No, I've been on Shane's twice. I think. Let's see. You could talk oh, to Bob Shane. from. You could talk to Bob from Spectral Tech. He's in the chat room right Bob now. Bob was on last week. Oh crap! Have you talked to Rick recently? Uh, how about how about Nancy Laporta, psychic? Yeah, human? Nancy's a good guest. She's gets. in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might have to talk to Nancy. Oh, she Nancy! Is, yeah, mystical. She would be yes. mystical in the chat room. She is mystical. She's very mystical. She's a good guest. You would like her. She's awesome guest. She's yeah, very. We dig. We dig Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig Nancy. Nancy digs me, and I dig Nancy. See, guys, this is how the whole radio thing happens. We've just pulled back the curtain. Yep. Just invited each 11th, other. 11th hour guests. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few of those too, haven't we? Only when our guests disappear at the last minute for whatever reason. A few times we have. Oh, God, yeah. It's like that was my fear when I had my own show. Is like when the person doesn't show, and I'm like, okay, now I have a whole, like, well, my show is an hour. This would have been two hours. It'd be a lot longer. You know, I have a whole hour to fill, you know. Have that, has that ever happened to you, Clarissa, where you have yes. like a guest and they just don't? Really? Yes. And what do you do? Do you like sing songs for the whole time? Or no, what do you, what do you I usually do? I make Doug sing. See? <laughs> there you go. Karen's the easiest singer on this show. I mean, I'll sing to her for her birthday, but she's usually the singer. We we get her going on musicals, and it's all over. Now, and it's really it's me really on awful. My birthday, Chuck. I'm feeling left out. You what? You didn't sing to me on my birthday. You know, I don't know how was, much you're missing. It's like yeah, a bad lounge, act, bad lounge act. Wow. Thanks. No, I uh, loved it. Oh, no. Forget you, man. I've never seen you again, dude. I loved it. When, when, was, your, when was your birthday? It was back what? in March. Was it? Uh-huh. All right. 
I'll sing for you right now. Here we go. Oh, boy. <coughs> <coughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Clarissa. Happy birthday to you, 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 you. Yeah. And many more. There you go. And I did jazz hands, too. Woohoo! Jazz hands is very important. It's I like an important it. part of this show. It's my lounge act. There you go. Did you like it? I loved it. All right. Well, that was just for you. I'll try not to. I think Bob just screamed. I don't think Bob liked it. Bob <laughs> screamed. You just chill, Bob. You just chill, man. Chill out, dude. Yeah, dude, you need to so, chill. Do you remember who's on next week, Chuck? I can look. No, you'll have to look because I don't remember. I don't have. We're enough. just so lost without Cheryl. We're like little lost lambs. Well, she's Dollywood and out. Yeah, Dollywood and oh, out. Okay, upcoming. I didn't know yeah. anybody went like to Dolly Dollywood Parton. anymore. What'd say? I didn't know anybody went to Dollywood anymore. I don't know. No, Dollywood know. was still around. Okay, I, I have our next week. Okay, yes. all right. Who's the next uh, week? It is Nicole Strickland who is the founder and case manager of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, and she is an expert and has written a book about the Queen Mary. She's a great <gasps> guest. It's the boat lady. Is she, is she going to be on yours, too? No, she's not going to be. She has been. Oh, she's oh. awesome. Like yeah. a year oh. ago. I should yeah. say boat. It's actually a ship, isn't it? She is awesome. We love Nicole. I got to meet her at the Oregon Ghost Conference, although I do not have a picture of her holding a high Chuck E. G. sign. Sorry. Dang um, it. I know. Well, I got busy, but I, I did it for a while. Yeah, it was nice. I, I appreciated it. I it know. Kind of theme, running theme. I know. Well, so um, this has been an exciting evening for all of our listeners, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I with, think they had a good time. Yes, especially, you know, with chickmunks and people. Mm-hmm. See, I said monk this time, not mump. Yay! Chip monk. There, I just said it. Chip Beautiful. monk. Anyway, so um, come back next week at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. We're going to be talking to the lovely and talented Nicole Strickland. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, you guys will love her. And, you know, plus there'll be me and Chucky e. G and Cheryl will be back. So, uh, Clarissa, thank you. Thank yes, you, Clarissa. Thank our bacon. My pleasure. Just for you, baby. There you go. You got a special check. I don't even get Chucky mm-hmm. e. G blown kisses, so there nope, you go. Nope, that's just for her. That's right. You you just got blown by Chucky e. G. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> All right. And with that, yeah, baby. I'm going to leave that thought and visual in everybody's mind, and we are going to sign off for the evening. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be back next week, 7 p.m., Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 